Hey y'all, it's Dana from DAS Financial Aid Consulting Services. I'd like to welcome you in to Let's Talk Financial Aid for College. This is a new season uh, and I'd like to welcome all students back to school of all ages because financial aid, uh, when you're talking financial aid for college, it runs the gamut age-wise. I know we're talking a lot of focuses on the new students, the freshmen coming in uh, that maybe just graduated high school uh, last spring. And, but in reality, financial aid for college is for folks of all ages that are returning back to school. Um, my name is Dana Anderson Sharples. I am uh, the owner of DAS Financial Aid consulting services. I have uh, been a financial aid auditor for the United States Department of Education for almost 17 years now. Um, so I, I have been in the industry for quite some time. Um, mainly my uh, clients that I service uh, for schools are uh, career and technical colleges across the United States. Um, I do have a few uh, clients that are uh, graduate schools. I do have a few clients that um, uh, teacher school. Um, so it, it runs the gamut, but the, the main focus is on career and uh, technical schools, uh, mainly cosmetology, massage therapy, aesthetics. Uh, I have tractor trailer, driving schools. Uh, I have uh, medical assisting, business schools. Uh, so again, it runs it runs the gamut. Um, we also have, uh, there's a, a school also out um, west in Vegas that um, has a, a great program for automotive technicians, um, as well as uh, electricians, HVAC, We've got that all across the country. So those are the schools that mainly I service. But I can tell you this, that no matter if you're going to a career or technical school, you are also, uh, or a four-year college, university, or grad school, the rules are the same from the United States Department of Education when it comes to student loans and financial aid that you're eligible to receive based on filling out what we call the free application for federal student aid or also known as the FAFSA. So I would um, like to also announce um, with this new season that I am offering a subscription uh, through Apple Podcasts. This has been something that I have been working on um, for a little bit. And uh, so I'm happy to say that actually when the show is done, this will be the first episodes that's uploaded. Um, and part of the advantage of having a subscription is, is that there will be um, podcasts that I will be doing just exclusively for the subscription going forward. Uh, a lot of this, what I plan on doing is, is to walk everyone through the process, whether you're a student, a parent, uh, or a um, financial aid professional like myself, um, I'm going to be providing all the information because all of the information concerns everybody, whether you're in the industry, 
in servicing uh, and, and reviewing these uh, student aid files for the parents and the students to get them uh, set and ready to go to your school, or whether you're on the receiving end of being the student or the parent. This is full disclosure of what happens because I know the internal workings of how this, this is working um, with this um, government agency. I'm gonna also share with you right from the get-go that no matter what administration we are under, the administration dictates how financial aid is processed as well as the rules of the Constitution of the United States. So I'm just going to put it right out there because today's topic is going to be mainly focused on the student loan repayment that begins next month, October 1st, one month from today. But as we all know, today starts the interest accrual. So that's what the show is mainly about. The subscription is going to be... Um, $9.99 a month. Uh, again, full content that I am going to be providing. So, and you'll have access to all the back shows as well. So, without further ado, let's uh, get into today's topic of the student loan repayment. Again, that begins one month from today, October 1st. If you have not received uh, any information or reached out to your loan servicer that you have, uh, been assigned to, you need to do that right away. There should be no surprises after everything that's been going on with COVID, with the COVID stay and, you know, um, in the announcement in the news. And then we had the U.S. Supreme Court decision on June 30th regarding what the student loan forgiveness that was announced a year ago was unconstitutional and Congress is not in session. They haven't even discussed this on how the how student loan uh, forgiveness, if it's even an option on the table. Now, the main reason why, uh, for those of you that may not understand or, or know how this all works, okay, the student loans, the money comes from U.S. taxpayer dollars. And today marks, we're one month away from the end of the fiscal year for 2000, for 2023, basically. So the fiscal year is ending, and now the 2024 fiscal year is beginning on October 1st. So with all of that said, or I apologize, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's the 2022 uh, fiscal year that's ending. Apologize. So it goes 2022 to 2023 for the fiscal year from October 1st to September 30th. Okay. And so the new fiscal year on October 1st that begins will be for the 2023-2024. Okay. So the money that we, the, the United States government, is given to give out in Pell Grant, direct loans, federal work study, and a couple of other programs that they have called SCOG. If your school offers federal work study and SCOG, then all of that money is coming from a pool of taxpayer dollars that's allotted out of the United States budget. So the money that was given out to those of you that have 
student loans that are going into repayment and interest starts accrued again today, that money was given to you in good faith. You signed a promissory note promising to pay for the education that you went to the school to receive or schools. Um, and now it's time to start paying just as you would if you apply for a car loan, you apply for a credit card and you apply for a mortgage, any type of loan, you got to start paying it back and interest does accrue on the loan. Otherwise, nobody makes any money. The banks are in it to make money. So if you go to a bank, you go to get a loan, you're not going to get a loan at a 0% interest rate. It just isn't going to happen. Now I understand that there are credit card offers out there that offer you for a short period of time, 0% interest accrual. I know that there are some that are offering that now, but once that time period ends, no matter what the balance is, that interest rate on the credit card is what it is when you signed up for it, okay? So that's why it's important that, again, if you have not heard from your loan servicer, it is your obligation to contact them and to ask them about the repayment setup and, and how this is all going to work for you. Going forward, um, so how it works is, is that once you pay on a loan, you have a, a certain uh, limit, if you will. So undergrad students have a limit that they are eligible to apply for during the time that they're in, actively in school. And then also while you're actively in school, if you do have loans from another uh, school that you had attended, then you can put them in forbearance and deferment while you go to the new school that you're applying to, if you will. Um, if you do go that route and you're going back to school and you have loans that are going into repayment, you need to contact your loan servicer and get a loan deferral deferment uh, form, fill it out and submit it to them so that they understand that the loans need to go into deferral. That doesn't mean that the interest isn't going to accrue. So let, let's just get that out there right now. If you have federal student loans out there, the interest is going to be accruing as of today. There is no more, we're not going to be charging interest because it's just, you can't do that anymore. Okay. And um, just a word of advice to those of you that are saying, think, thinking to yourself, well, I'm just not going to pay it. I can tell you that not paying it is going to be put you in a worse position because as far as loans, uh, student loans go, federal student loans, if you file for bankruptcy, do not get discharged. The reason why is because it's federal money. They're not going to discharge federal money. So the, these loans that you signed up for are following you and they will continue to follow you for your whole entire credit history. So that will, as far as your uh, credit to debt ratio that will affect any of the other purchases in your life that you plan on doing. For example, uh, a new car. Uh, if you're carrying too much of a uh, debt to income ratio, 
you're not going to get that new car if you have a, a, a high debt ratio. I'm just going to put it out there. I've been in the loan industry prior to being a financial aid auditor uh, and compliance officer. I was in lending um, for quite some time. I was a mortgage lender. I was an installment loan lender. So I, I know this. And I also know le legal because I went to school and I got a paralegal degree. So I worked for attorneys for a while. So all of this ties in with what I'm telling you. Uh, so uh, when it comes to student loan debt, you, and again, I'm just going to say that you signed up for it, you need to take responsibility and you need to figure out how you're going to pay it. And you need to figure out how it's going to work with your monthly budget. Now, there are some folks, and, and I understand because I've been in your situation as well, that maybe their income, for whatever reason, is a lot different than what it was when you were going to school. Um, or vice versa. Now, when I went to school quite some time ago, I went to a community or a business school, and I, in, I was working while I was going to school. There was no option for me not to work and just go to school. So I had put myself in, in a good position for that. Um, I also went to a school that I knew I could afford. Now, there are a lot of folks out there that I'm being just real with you. There are so many people out there that went to schools that they could not afford. I know that for a fact. I have clients. I have students coming to me all the time. Even family members who are going to be going to college, okay, have come to me and said, hey, Dana, what do I do? And I look at them and I ask them point blank, can you afford to go to this school? If you can't afford to go to the school, you shouldn't be looking at that school. It's basically like going car shopping, if you will. If you can't afford a Ferrari, you shouldn't be looking at a Ferrari. You can't afford a Mercedes Benz. You can't afford a Lexus. All of those cars that are top of the line, Teslas, if you can't afford those cars, you shouldn't be looking at buying them. So you got to kind of bring yourself back to reality and figure out what you could afford. The other thing that uh, I know for a fact is, is there's a lot of students out there, and I'm going to date myself, but my generation, I grew up, graduated in the 80s. So yes, I, I'm, I'm middle-aged. <laughs> and uh, when I graduated high school, uh, we were all under the assumption graduating high school that, and I was in this, this minority of a group that, um, I didn't, I wasn't able to go to college right after high school, um, because <clears throat> we couldn't afford it. The folks couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. And I definitely wasn't going to ask or sign up for something that I couldn't afford. Now, I'm going to just stop right here for a minute because I'm going to just tell you that student loans, federal student loans, these are the only loans that a student can apply for and not prove ability to pay, okay? Any other loan that you go and apply for, 
again, you have to show ability to pay. And the reason why I'm just putting this out there is, is because I'm going to tell you right now, and all financial professionals know this. If we were to stop and make everybody that's applying for a student loan show ability to pay, we would not be in the debt situation that we are right now. That's the bottom line of, of how this is all working. So with having said that, those of you that uh, are either looking at colleges to attend or attended colleges that you couldn't afford and now you have this huge debt load on top of the fact that you may have a degree that you may not be able to get a job with, your best option is to look at a school that will teach you a skill for life. Now, why am I saying that? Okay. We all know that in order to function in life, if you have a life skill, that puts you above a person that has a piece of paper that doesn't have any experience or that skill when it comes to the job market. Okay? And if you are an individual that maybe has the degree but no experience, or maybe you had a little bit of an internship while you were going to school, if you still don't have the experience, the work experience, your future employer, when they're going through applications, may or may not look at your application as closely because of the fact that you don't have the experience. This is something that's happened through, through life. I, I know that this happened to me when I was going to school. Um, but again, as, as I will say that I was already working um, in banking when I decided to go obtain a paralegal degree. And the reason why I was looking for a paralegal degree is, to be honest with you, I started at a, as an account going into school and I went into the accounting uh, department, if you will. And I thought, okay, well, because I work on the teller line every day and I understand the loans and everything that, you know, doing books and I, I do bookkeep, I did bookkeeping for, for bank clients. They would come in and their checking accounts were in the negative and they were all in a panic because they didn't have any money to pay cover what they needed to cover. So we had to get them back on track so I'd have to balance their checkbooks. Okay, so I thought, okay, accounting, I'll, I'll go do accounting. Well, the problem with the accounting was is that even though I understood how to balance a checkbook, what I did on a ba daily basis on the teller line was opposite about the accounting. So my accounting sheets weren't exactly right. And this is back in the day when we didn't have QuickBooks. So I'm, again, I'm dating myself, but I just am sharing this with you. Um, so I quickly learned that that, that probably wasn't a good avenue for me to pursue further because I was like totally lost. So my, uh, I went to my advisor and I'd always liked um, doing research in, in legal 
And so that's how I ended up switching and transferring into the paralegal uh, degree, if you will. And I excelled at that. So here I am working on the teller line. I'm going for a paralegal degree. And now I decide after I got a couple of promotions at the bank, I finally get my degree as a paralegal. Um, the bank was actually closing uh, due to um, an economic downturn. Um, and so I ended up uh, obtaining the paralegal degree and then went to work for some attorneys for a while. Um, and then that part of it was good because I was able to, you know, practice researching and so forth. But as far as the, the financial aid uh, aspect for college, all of this ties in because there are times in your life when, when you think that if you get this degree, you're going to be able to get this job. And I'm just going to, again just reiterate what I said earlier is, is that sometimes if you don't have the experience or the life skill to back it up, then maybe you need to do something else besides that degree. Okay. Um, so a lot of times what I do is, is I'm going to, um, explain to you rather quickly, um, with regards to the student loan repayment, there is, um, some stories, if you will, news stories, and I have to research this uh, to not only keep y'all informed, but inform myself uh, with my daily job that I do with auditing the files and making sure um, the information is accurate, is that um, there are stories that are going around about this new plan that you can sign up for. It's called the SAVE plan. And if you go to studentaid.gov, and you can go over to um, the section that they have uh, regarding repayment. And this is the plan that they're promoting now. Now, this plan, I'm going to tell you right now, it says the repayment plan offers lower monthly loan payments. And as you scroll down, it will give you some information that is not quite accurate because, again, we all know that the whole student loan debt forgiveness is not, it goes against the U.S. Constitution because Congress did not approve that money to be forgiven. So, having said that, these estimated monthly payments that are appearing on the studentaid.gov website are misleading. And the reason why they're misleading is, is because of the fact they're going to have you apply just like they did for the student loan debt relief that never came to fruition. This plan has not been approved by Congress. So, again, I am cautioning you all that if you apply for this, do not be misled that this is actually how this is going to work because it's not. If they tell you that you're going to get, you know, if you have, so I'm reading right from the chart from this announcement. And it says if you have zero income, then your monthly payment under the save plan is zero. 
but it can't be zero because they can't write off the student loan because it was just said by the Supreme Court that they can't do that. So when they say it's zero, that doesn't mean the interest isn't going to go and accrue on the loans that you need to pay if you're in this boat. So are you, are you following me here? So if you say, if they say that you're not going to pay that money, it's still going to be under your social security number that you owe that money. It's not going away. So that's why I just want to caution you. What you may be hearing in the media is not reality. It, it's just not reality because it has not been approved. Right now, Congress isn't even in session. They haven't been in session for quite some time because they had their summer break. Everybody knows that. So now next week they'll be back in session. But we, you know what's going on here uh, with our government. So I just... What, so I'm just going to put it out there. If you sign up for this, please, please, please do not think that this is reality at this certain point in time, okay? Um, so right now, what everybody should be focused on again is if you haven't heard from your loan servicer, please contact your loan servicer that you've been assigned to. The other thing I want to caution everyone on is if you have heard from a loan servicer, but it doesn't match the loan servicer that you previously had, you need to stop and do some research because there's scams going on right now. And I don't, I'm just putting it out there that you just need to do your due diligence to make sure that if the company that you're hearing from is a company that you've never heard from before, just make sure you check it out. Um, because there was some uh, chatter going on um, from the USDE regarding these. Um, there are loan servicers out there or, or companies posing as loan servicers. And again, they may not be loan servicers with the United States Department of Education. It may be something totally different. Um, so just make sure you know who you're talking to uh, with regards to your loans. As always, I'm available for any questions you may have. Please reach out to me at danderson at dasfinanciallyconsultingservices.com. Um, and you can also check out our uh, my Facebook page that I have set up. Um, it's under DAS, again, Financially Consulting Services, LLC. Um, and also, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, for right now, that's where we are. And I do have a YouTube channel under DAS as well. And that's where you find the majority of the archive podcasts as well as you can get them here on Podbean Live. Um, and I've also been um, providing free podcasts through Apple Podcast um, for a couple of years now as well. But as far as the subscription goes, I'd like to welcome you all in. Uh, to the subscription. Um, I greatly appreciate the support over the years, and um, I'm hoping that the information that I provide to y'all um, is helpful. I'll be back on Monday. Um, that's part of the subscription now. It used to be just financial aid Fridays, but beginning with the new year and the subscription, I am going to be upping the amount of podcasts that I do um, on 
a regular basis. So Monday, I uh, will be back in uh, with another episode, which uh, is for the subscription, and, and it is uh, the Labor Day holiday, but we'll all pop in and uh, maybe have a coffee chat with y'all with regards to what you have to look forward to um, with the new FAFSA that's coming out in December. That's the other thing. There's updates on that as well. So join me on Monday. We'll have a quick coffee chat uh, over uh, what's going on uh, with the new 2024 25 uh, FAFSA. I hope everybody has a great weekend uh, and uh, everybody take care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.